Well, y'all, I am so excited that you're here and very excited about this night. Let me get your podium set up. Jamie, uh, I don't know how well you guys know Jamie. I think most of us know him well. Around our house, we talk about Jamie, and we always, you know, there's some people you always say something about. Every time we talk about Jamie, we say, you just cannot help but love Jamie. Isn't that right? I mean, you just cannot help but love this guy. He is the uh, he's got the biggest servant's heart I think I've ever seen with anybody. He will do anything that you ask him to do without complaining, with a smile on his face. Uh, I believe you can see the joy of the Lord upon his life and in his heart. He's got an incredible story about the way that God's worked in his life. And uh, we met Monday or Tuesday, and I sat down across from him. We talked a little bit. He shared just a brief five or ten minutes of it with me and it gave me chills. I said, Jamie, that is incredible. You've got to share that on a, on a Sunday night. And I said, would you be willing to do that? And immediately he said, I'd love to. And so I'm just, I'm excited to, uh, to hear it, to be a part of it, and know the Lord will challenge us. And so, Jamie, thank you for coming. Let's pray, and then uh, we'll move on. Lord, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for these who have come. And Lord, I pray that you will use this time, that you'll be honored, and that you will be glorified. Lord, I pray that you will put Jamie at ease. I pray that he will feel the power of the Holy Spirit in his, in his body right now, God, that he will be led in what to, what to say and what to proclaim. Lord, I pray that his story will resonate within us. God, maybe there's some ways that this can challenge us, it can push us, God, and that we'll become stronger because of this time. So, Lord, thank you for this evening. Thank you for Jamie. Thank you for what you've done in his life. God, and may you speak through him and use him in a mighty way. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Okay, buddy. Woo. I just thought I was nervous whenever I sang a few weeks ago. <sighs> it's taken me um, about two and, two and a half years to share my testimony because I was so ashamed of my past. Um, I just didn't want people to look at me as what I used to do. But God has shown me that um, it's not what you've done, but what you can do. Um, it's loud. Okay, all right, that's the deal. Um, my parents uh, were divorced whenever I was young, I guess around 11 years old. Um, and usually, you know, like in a marriage, um, you know, the mother gets custody. Uh, so, and my dad got a job working out of town, um, actually in another state. So I was living with my mom. At the age of 12 years old, uh, I come home from school one day, and my stuff was the only stuff in the apartment. Um, my mom had abandoned me. Um, I was there for, I lived by myself. I learned how to grow up really quick. Um, luckily, I got free lunches and free breakfast at school because I wouldn't have anything to eat. Um, my dad, my dad had absolutely no idea. I didn't have any way to get in touch with them. I was scared to tell the school system. Um, 
So needless to say, I learned how to cook, and at least I had a washer and dryer. You know, my clothes were clean. Um, but uh, my dad coming, it was, I guess, about a month, you know, I lived by myself. Um, and my dad, one just out of the blue one day, showed up to the school checking on me, and he was furious. He was furious. It's probably best that he never could get a hold of my mom because it would have probably been bad. Um, but other than that, my stepmother and my father, I couldn't ask for more godly parents. Um, they raised me from, you know, from 12 on in church. Uh, every time the church house was open, we were there. Um, and I guess that's where I get my works from because, you know, they'd be like, you need yard mow, Jamie will do it. You know, whatever, Jamie will do it, you know. <laughs> and we, I was, you know, very involved with the youth. I mean, I loved, I loved going to church, you know, just like these youth, you know. And like I shared the other night, um, I, we, you know, our youth, we did a lot together. And at the age of 14, at Bog Springs Church Camp, a lot of the children or the youth from our church went forward, you know, as they have, have you know, speakers and stuff, and uh, went forward, and we all, you know, interlocked arms and, you know, basically got saved. Um, and, you know, I got back to the to church, you know, a few days later, and then, you know, basically I was baptized. But... As I've learned, my life never reflected that. I learned that I did that because all my friends did it, because everyone else was doing it, was going forward. Um, Alicia and I, I basically was very involved in church all the way through high school. Till, you know, my senior year in high school, half my senior year, we moved to Longview from Louisiana. So when we moved here, I didn't know anyone. I didn't. And I started a new school system in a new state, not knowing anyone. And, you know, whenever you don't know anybody, you go into school, you want, <clears throat> excuse me, you want to make friends, you know, and you want to, to, you know, you don't want to be the outcast. And lo and behold, I found the wrong group of friends, not knowing, you know. Um, but I still had the church background, and I knew right from wrong. Um, but I, you know, tried to do the best I could, you know, not, not doing the best I could. Um, the Lord blessed me with my wife in 96. It was actually a year after I graduated. And Alicia and I, we got married. We bought a house. Um, you know, with the white picket fence, everything, you know, the way it ever, you know, everybody's dream. And we had some neighbors move in next to us. Uh, and I had a shop. I've always enjoyed working on cars and motorcycles. And that's really all I've ever done my whole life. Um, and one of my neighbors come over and we were drinking beer. Um, and, you know, like I said, my life didn't reflect my church upbringing, but um, 
you know, we were, we were drinking, and it was my neighbor and myself and three other guys. You know, two of them were reputable men in, in Longview. You know, they were business owners. Well, um, one of them had some meth, and And, you know, and I was sitting there working on the car, and one of them does it. And I was like, well, it can't be that bad. You know, these guys own businesses, have, you know, half-million-dollar homes, you know, beautiful families, cars. It can't be that bad. And all it took was one time. One time. Um, Y'all, I hid that from Alicia for 10 years. Ten years, I, I hid it from her. Um, the first time I went to jail, I called her. And she said, I'm not going to be married to an alcoholic drug addict. I'm not, Jamie. You've got to stop now. Now. And I thought I could. You know, I thought I can quit. You know, if I'm fixing to lose my family, I've got to quit. And I couldn't. I hate it. I hate it because I couldn't. But yet I continued hiding it from her. And I hid it from her. And I was so mean. And I didn't realize how mean I was till, till actually I got sober. I, you know, I thought, you know, there's nothing. I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, I'm functioning. I'm going to work every day. I'm taking care of my family. They're, they've got nice things, you know. But yet I was living a double life. Um, and like I said, I hid it from her for 10 years that time. Um... Time went by, years. I, I raised my children in church. And I would be one person on Sunday and Wednesday. And I'd be a totally different person the rest of the week. Anybody can play church, you know. They can come in here and act like everything's wonderful. And then they get in the car and argue. My daughter's sitting right there. I don't know how many times she told Alicia and I, y'all just need to get a divorce. All y'all do is argue. That's all y'all do is argue. We would argue all the way to church, and then we would act like everything was wonderful. You know, people come up and we'd smile, oh, yes, it's great. You know, and as soon as we got in the car, we'd argue all the way home. I'm sorry for putting you through all that. I really am. Um... And, okay, second time I went to jail, uh, I told myself I was just the wrong place at the wrong time. I shouldn't have had that beer. I shouldn't have had a pistol, and I shouldn't have had prescription in my truck. You know, I, that was just my fault. I don't have a drug and alcohol problem. That was, I just got caught. That's what I told myself, you know. Um, 
I don't know why she stayed with me, but she did. Uh, I got through that arrest. She said, I'm, when I called her, she said, I'm not getting you out. I'm not getting you out. And, you know, and that, even though that was the second time, it really didn't really hit me. You know, I mean, I knew I had a problem, but I just didn't know how to fix it. I didn't. Even though I had been raised in church, even though I knew, I just, it was my pride. You know, I didn't want people to know who I really was. Um, I got out of jail, um, and prior to the first time I got arrested, and then the second time, they were redoing their books at Gregg County is what I found out. So my name dropped through the hole somehow, or through the system, because I never went to court. I never did, you know, basically had to suffer my consequences. Um, the second time when I got arrested, I got out, and I thought, well, it's going to, It'll be fine. You know, they're not going to find out again. I'm going to keep hiding it from Alicia. And everything, you know, was just going to work out. Um, there's been so many times that Alexis and I have Gage, he really just stayed in the house. I mean, stayed in his room. You know, I used to try to, I used to try to buy his love. And Alexis always went outside and had fun with me. Gage, he would just stay in his room and play Xbox or whatever. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> the, the second time when I got out, I thought I'm going to play the system again. Uh, I managed a body shop for 10 years, 15 years, about 15 years. Um, and I felt when I had that addiction, I felt like I had to have that in order to perform properly at work, and that's how the drug affects your mind. It, it, it's terrible. Um, and one day I was sitting in my office, and all of a sudden, police officer walks in. So, how I am, all chippery and stuff, I'm like, can I help you? She said, yeah, you're under arrest. Huh. <laughs> And I said, what did I do? She said, well, violation of probation. And I said, I hadn't even went up there to report. She said, that's why. You're arrested because you didn't go report. So, needless to, I, needless to say, um, they took me straight to the jail. Um, I, at that moment, when I got in that police car, something was different at that time. I knew that something had to change because there's two ways away from drugs and alcohol. And that's either covered up or locked up. That's the only two ways out, unless you find the Lord. Um, I, um, when I got arrested, they, didn't, they wouldn't tell me a release date or anything, so I was just in there. And that's the most, I don't wish that upon nobody. I don't. The fact of just being, 
being locked up. And, you know, and whenever the police officer, it was still my pride thing because whenever I was being, they were taking me to the jail, I begged them. I said, please don't, whatever you do, please don't put my name in the newspaper. I don't want people to find out. Please do not. I've coached my kids' soccer teams, football teams. I do not want my name out, and everybody will know Jamie is an alcoholic drug addict. Um, I'm just so glad, God, so glad God delivered me from all that. Um, whenever I was in jail, they had a thing. It's called, you know, chapel, where you go in and twice a week, um, you know, you can go and they, you sit and it's two story and there's people down at the bottom and that's where they preach and you sit around the edges and stuff and I was sitting there one day and the gentleman was preaching on salvation and uh, this guy come up to me and he said, uh, do you know where you're going to go when you die? I said, yeah, I guess heaven. He said, you took too long. And I mean, this guy, he scared me to death. He had tattoos all over his face, you know, and I was like, this ain't guy I've learned to go to church with. I can't believe, you know, this guy's telling me about the Lord, and he's, yeah, he, was, he scared me to death. He's, yeah, he, he scared it right out of me. Um, but, uh, you know, he told me, he said, um, do you know where you're going to go when you die? And I told him, I said, you know, I guess heaven. And he said, no, he said, it's, it's, you took too long. Um, and that, I had that in the back of my mind. Um, that was the, let's see, that was the 28th of February, 27th or 28th. Um, on... March the 1st, I had, I woke up with the biggest weight on my shoulders I believe I had ever, ever, I couldn't even hardly get out of bed, you know, and I knew I had to do something, I knew I did, but when you're, you're in a cell and there's all kinds of, you know, People in there, you know, you've got to, you can't show weakness. Um, and uh, on March the 1st, they all went out to wreck or whatever. And I walked in, and I just collapsed on the floor. And I, I prayed. I said, God, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't. I don't want to do it. I, I prayed. I said, God, please come into my heart. I know that your son died on the cross for my sins, and I want to know without a shadow of a doubt that my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I said, God, I made a promise to God. I said, if you would, will deliver just remove this addiction. Please, if you remove it, I will live every single day for the rest of my life serving you. And he did. 
and he did. And I was so happy, and I just, it was like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. And I was like a little kid at a candy store with the door locked, waiting to get on the phone, because you got to wait till certain times to call Alicia and tell her, you know? And I had it in the back of my mind that, you know, what if she don't believe me? You know, I've been a liar, you know? And I learned that, you know, you just have to, to show them. You know, you can't do good one day and just expect people to come up and pat you on the back. You know, you've got to show. It's got to, you've got to show it. Um, and whenever I called Alicia, I might be a little further along in the story, but um, she said, you know, God answers prayers. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, he works quick. I said, why? She said, because I prayed that he knocked you in the head or something to straighten you up. <laughs> and he, he locked you up to straighten you up. Um, and, you know, I called and told her. And she was happy. And uh, I think she called Brother Aaron and told Brother Aaron. That's why I got up here and sang the other Sunday. Because I felt like I, Brother Aaron, Brother Aaron come to the court and testified for me. He saw something in myself that I didn't see. I never really have told you thank you, brother. Um, but I basically, from that day, I just, I was changed. I couldn't wait to get out so that I could serve the Lord. And it was so hard. The Lord showed me. Because whenever I was in jail, I had, I, my grandbaby was days old, and they come up there, and my kids, and that's a humbling experience. I mean, just the fact of, you know, being in there and, and not wanting people to see you how you really were, you know. And just, you know, but I couldn't have done it without them. Um trying to think. I got 20, 19 more minutes. I got to hurry. <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, and, uh, and basically when I got out, I was a new person. Not basically. I am a new person. I am redeemed. And now oh, you can come up here and stand while I talk for a minute. Um, and like I told the youth, I said, you know, I prayed to God. I said, however you can use me, I'm here. And God knew I needed, needed him because he moved me to the church premises. So y'all know. <laughs> and I just, I wake up every single day and I thank God for everything. For all of y'all, you know. And I just, I just pray that I can continue serving him here and uh, just continue.
continue my walk with him. And I love each and every one of y'all. I tried, brother. Buddy, you did. You been saying with you for no, a minute? No, you did. Awesome. <laughs> you did awesome. Thank you. Y'all, that is, that is the story of salvation, isn't it? Isn't that good? I love it because so many times we come and we, we read Scripture about God working and we're like, man, that's awesome. Or we have a, a traveling speaker come in that we've never seen before and they come in, they share a testimony and it's like, ah, God moved in a great way. That's awesome. We know this guy. We see him every day. We know this is real. This is not just a story. This is real. His life, he, is, he made that promise to God. Lord, if you will remove this addiction, I will serve you all of my days. And I'm telling you, he does it every single day. I asked him when we were talking, I said, Jamie, do you, do you ever have the urge? A lot of times that happens, doesn't it? You, have that, you had an addiction. Do you ever just have the urge that you've got to keep it? And he said, Case, honestly, since that day, I've never had the urge again. The Lord took that away from me, and I just, I've never had the urge again. Y'all, that is, that is a miracle. That is the power of God in his life, and the Lord is using him in ways I can just see it all, all over him. I'm excited about it. Jamie, thank you, buddy. We love you. I hope you know that. You, you know something that's great about it? Jamie is, is real with us. It's hard for us to do, isn't it? It's hard for us to come in the doors and, and be real and show that we've got struggles We've got a past. We've got sins that we deal with. And so, so many times we come in, we put the mask on, the religious mask, and we pretend like everything's good in our life. And we go through the motions, and we go through the motions, and we go through the motions. And when we're just playing a game, we miss it. But oh, to come and to, to be real. Let me just ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. And I want you to think about it. How has God used this, this testimony in your life for 10 years jamie hid his sin and his addiction from his family from his wife from everybody else reminds me of in joshua where achan he took the treasures and what did he do he hid them under the tent nobody can see them nobody knows where they are everything's okay and i just can't help but think that there may be some treasures under the tent in here tonight there may be some sin that we're struggling with and we think it's okay because we have everyone around us fooled and maybe it's a struggle that we have dealt with for months or years or decades it could be drugs it could be alcohol it could be pornography it could be a sexual addiction it could be our pride it could be materialism you name it, it could be all these things that we are struggling with. And what we need to do is take it to the Lord like Jamie did and say, Lord, I need your help in this situation. I need your deliverance. I can't keep on doing this any longer. And I wonder, what is it in your life? Jamie played the game for a long time without knowing the Lord. Do you know that you know the Lord? 
Do you know that you truly have been saved? And then what in your life is not bringing honor to God? I want to give you just a minute to pray about it. The scripture says, seek me, O Lord, and know my heart. Ask the Lord to seek your heart, to show you ways that you're not bringing him glory and honor. And if the Lord's shown you something, I want to give you a minute just to repent of it. Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. Lord, I've given in to this temptation. I have given in to this sin for far too long. And I know it doesn't honor you. I know it doesn't glorify you. And this could be your moment of true repentance. Lord, I'm leaving that right here. The Bible says that we're no longer under the condemnation of sin we've been set free and so you can find that freedom in the lord the freedom that jamie shared with us tonight take a moment and pray about that Lord, I thank you for this evening. I thank you for Jamie. I thank you for him being so honest, Lord, about his, his story, about his life. I thank you, Lord, that you touched him. Lord, that you delivered him from his addiction, God, and that you are glorifying, uh, you're being glorified through his life every day. Lord, I pray that he knows that he is making a difference. Lord, I pray that you will show us in our lives, God, Areas that do not bring you honor and glory. And Lord, I pray that we will be broken over the sin in our life. Lord, that we will truly repent, that we will turn from it. And like Jamie, God, that we will seek to serve and to honor you every day of our life. Lord, that there will be a change in us that people will see. Lord, that we will have the joy of the Lord like Jamie does. We'll have the joy on our, our face, God. Because we know the good news of salvation. And so, Lord, let it to show this week we've been set free, we've been redeemed, we've been reconciled. So, Lord, as we go to our school or as we go to our job or as we go to Walmart or to our favorite restaurant, Lord, I pray that people will see it on our face. They will know that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. They will see that, God, and that we will shine brightly for you. Lord, we thank you that you're still working you're still performing miracles. Lord, I pray if there's someone here who does not have a genuine relationship with you, I pray that before the night's over, they will. I pray they'll come and they will, they'll find me, they'll find someone, we'll, we'll counsel them, God, and they'll know what it is to truly be saved. I pray if there's someone here who is battling an addiction, an addiction that seems like it is, it's too much, Lord, I pray that you will offer deliverance. Lord, your word says there is no temptation 
that has seized us except what is common to man, but God is faithful. He will not let us be tempted beyond what we can bear, but when we are tempted, God, you provide a way out so that we can stand up under it. So, Lord, let us not to live under bondage any longer, but let us to live redeemed. Thank you, Lord, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Jamie, again,